Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about two trailers. Dude, two trailers that are I'm very excited about. The new Bond trailer. That's right. What is it? Another uh, another Time to Die or something like that? Until something I Die? Until like the Day that. I Die? That, that sounds right to me, Chris. Yes. They're going to use uh, Story of the Year, their song, as the theme song for this Bond. Dude, I, uh, I need to listen to that album. I haven't a, listened to that album a real, in a really long time. Be a real uh, emo version of Bond. I mean, it, I mean... Emo-ish, but with some metal in there too. You yeah, know, I mean, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's not like straight. I mean, it's definitely rock, but it's, it's def- you know, yeah, yeah. the lyrics are emo. But yeah, of course, of course. I mean, this is around the time like that. That was the the big thing. It was the transition yes. of uh, of emo into you know this. We should know. listen to that. We should be playing that song right now. Honestly, why not? We are. We are. We're playing that. We're song. We're playing that song right now. Yep. Till the day I die. One of the best, uh, the best uh, rock songs of that. The early thousands. Yes. The, the early, early aughts. Thousands. Oh, man. Yes. The aughts. The aughts. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Black Widow trailer. Oh, man. This, okay. Well, you, you haven't watched either of them no. at this point. We're going to watch them right before the uh, the segment goes. But this one, like, I don't know what I expected, mm. but this one is more than what I expected. So for some reason, I thought, I forgot that this was a movie and thought it was a TV series. Mm, I feel it's like because I, they announced all those TV I series. I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to have that problem from like for a while here. Now you got me bummed that this isn't a TV series. I mean, well, we, well, at we, the same time, this is the, the, the Black Widow movie that I've always, I've always, uh, yeah, know, I think it needs, know, to be a movie. it has, yeah. it needs to be a movie. You're right. Uh, also, um, I want to see how all of Mandalorian plays out first before mm. I like put all of my confidence in mm. Disney plus. Mm. It's been a little shaken by the most recent one. Dude, I love the most recent episode. I, I know we, we talked about this over dinner. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like it wasn't my favorite. Well, there's a lot of reasons why, like, I, and I understand the reasons why you wouldn't necessarily like be as into it. You're, you're, you were saying that the whole, like the, the main plot that we've set up from episode one and then carried all the way through the first three episodes and like had pretty big advancements on, on each yeah. episode. It just, it wasn't advanced at all. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of put on hold for right. an episode almost. Yeah. And I like, get that. Yeah. There, there was like, there was like one little bitty thing that like advanced the storyline and, and like, and I, for a normal series that is longer than eight episodes, that might be fine. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, we have limited time to tell this story. Most of them are around a half hour, mm-hmm. uh, and looking at things like I've been burnt. We've all been burned in the past by things like Game of Thrones or other s- series with shorter episodes where they waste time on meaningless kind of like offshoot sure. things and then rush rush the payoff. Yeah, and that's like what I don't want to happen here. I also don't like. I'm all, all, I'm I'm kind of like. If this is just a complete aside and like we don't ever come back here, mm-hmm. then why have we spent valuable time developing these characters? Well, and I guess like my thing is like these new characters. Yeah, and without without knowing, you know, where we go from here, you know, it, it I reserve judgment on some of that because it's like, well, we don't know like where if it will feel rushed in the end or not yet because like this could be like 
all part of the plan, you know? And it's like, I trust, you know, Favreau and, and Filoni. I've never kind of gotten to the end of a, of a Filoni thing and been like, Oh, that felt rushed, you know, but there have been like with clone wars and even with like rebels, there have been like major episodes where you're just like, it's just a complete aside. Totally. And and I get that that establishes also longer seasons. And For those sure. are also usually my least favorite episodes of those series as well. I could see that too. Yeah. I mean, and that's, again, like, I totally get it. I also, I guess my expectations from the second episode at the very least on, like, because the second episode, it was felt very similar to me where it's just like, this is like, it, it doesn't have any, like, it doesn't advance anything up until like a 30 second thing at the very, very end. But of that, that was episode. a pretty big thing. It was a pretty big thing. You're right. You're right. It's very big. It was a very big thing. But like, I, I guess like at the beginning of that episode, I was like, Oh, I guess this is what that, sh- this show is yeah. like, it's like, it's, it can, it can be this too. And so if, if we kind of have major developments, you know, on a decent number of the episodes, it's like, you can have the, like every other episode feel different or like, feel like, Oh, this is kind of a, an aside or like an offshoot or like yeah. whatever. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it, it's, it just feels like my expectations were, were set up for this episode. I also think this, so, is, this yeah. is the only episode that like did not feel like a Western, you know, it didn't kind of follow that kind of like storyline slash feel. Ah, uh, I'll, I'll Without getting into the specifics and picking apart the episode as a spoiler thing, I feel like there were elements of this that were very, very westerny. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of yeah. Well, we'll discuss <laughs> off mic, but like it may be from like a presentation standpoint, uh, like a a you know this is the type of western shots that you use or like that type of thing. No, but like from some of the setup stuff. Absolutely, it's like a western. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, part and of, down yeah, to like some of the even character tropes of like a western, that sort of thing that, that, that's mm, going on. I don't on know there. if I follow you there, but we'll see. We can talk about it later because we'll we're talk about confusing later. the audience. And I just don't want to like spoil the whole thing for people who you know who are like, oh, I'm holding off on it. I know, I know. Because uh, I do right. think there, there's might be like a whole like group of people out there, Chris, that are holding off on this until like the whole thing comes out, and then they'll catch all the way up. Yes, like pay for one month of uh, of Disney Plus and I'm be, like, sure I'm watch this whole thing. Um, also not true Star Wars fans. The UK doesn't even have Disney plus right now. That's their own fault. Like I, that's, I think it's a licensing deal. Some sort of like a weird, like licensing thing. Cause like the, like France has it. It's just like, it's literally just like the UK. It's time to move guys. (laughs) Can't watch the Mandalorian. At least I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of this country. (laughs) I'm out of this country. (laughs) Forget it. Well, then it's also a bummer because like it's coming like a full year later, and so for that full year, like any like of the uh, Marvel stuff that was on there, the like I'm, on dude, Netflix, if and, they've like, been on the internet sh- at all, they're already spoiled on Baby Yoda. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he's he's everywhere, yeah. so they're yeah. gonna have to get over that, right? Uh, but the story beats. Eh. I mean, I feel like I feel like probably if you have, if you if you. If I was in the UK right now and mm-hmm. I was a Star Wars fan, I know I would have found a way to watch this already. Uh-huh. There are there are ways. There are there not legal ways. I wouldn't but there necessarily even say I recommended ways. You no. know, I I I won't recommend. But there's them definitely to ways. You, but there are ways. Yeah. Also, use a VPN to go, <laughs> ghost your IP into a country. I that, actually. Uh, yeah, that that might like that's I think like that might work, way. especially if you can use like a VPN to go like to an adjacent country. Because like if we were doing it mean. to a place around the world, like the lag would be so like it quality might not be very good. True, but just like put your like put uh, get an IP address from France. Yeah, find the closest country and go uh, go at it from that that route. 
Yeah. That's the way to do it, John. It's, it's not a bad idea. You're welcome, Chris. everyone in the UK. <laughs> it solved all of your uh, Disney Plus issues. Yes. Um, Chris. Yeah. We're going to be talking about mo- other movies, upcoming movies. But what have you been up to this week? <laughs> um, I thought you were going like movies else. now, like like things now. Yes, yeah. this uh, is yeah. we're talking about things in the future. Yep. What are things now? Um, okay, so uh, it's been like two weeks. Caught me off guard. Guard here. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks <clears throat> back, I mentioned as my um, pick of the week. That's right. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's talking to strangers book audiobook. Right. So specifically, like, specifically the audiobook. That was like a month ago. Finished it. A month and a half. Um, on our trip. Oh, for Thanksgiving, and Good. it was fantastic. Yeah, it I, ended reckon, up, I ended highly up recommend it to great. anyone. Yeah, if you haven't, if you want to read it and haven't, and want a free version of it, and haven't ever accepted a free version on Audible before, mm. I will send you a free version. Cool. Yes. So, like, basically, you get like a free audiobook everyone, if you haven't accepted it. Everyone, like, so yeah, if if you have ever been sent a free book by someone and, and accepted that free book, yeah. You only get one, basically, in the uh, lifetime of your account. But okay, to, to receive, to not receive. to send. Yeah, send yeah. you can send a million okay. of them. Uh, but to receive, and okay. but uh, if you haven't, you can accept it. The valuable information here, Chris. Yes. How do they reach you? Oh, how do they they yes. request this? Uh, on on let's let's just say uh, let's make it easy. Okay. And say on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Call me directly. That's <laughs> uh, the easiest. At Chris Wright 250. I dig it. I dig it. So if you want your free yeah. audiobook, uh-huh. specifically of this yep. audiobook. Of Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers. And if you want to use that as your free one, because like if, if you, once you use a free one, you don't get another free one, no. Chris. So no. like be sure. Yeah. But reach out to reach out to at Chris Wright yes. 250. Great, great audiobook experience. You would say that if you hadn't already used your free one, would you use it on this book? Like, oh, would you yeah. be like, oh, this yeah. is a good use? I mean, I bought this. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, <laughs> I, like, I, I actually would pay I mean, money for this. No, I will. I, that's the thing. I did pay money for this. So, you know, I, it's uh, it's totally worth it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I The interesting thing about it, John, you know how we talked about, like, this is the was the most pre-ordered audiobook in history. Right. And it's built specifically for audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody today who read read the book and actually brought it in and showed it to me. Like, and she was like, "Man, I just thought the book was just like so dry and like it just wasn't fun to read." I guess it and, would be though, wouldn't well, it? it? Well, well, it, I think it's because like the, the the things that you're actually hearing on the on the, in the audiobook is just basically just listed out in kind of like a script format, where it's like a person's name colon what they said, a person's name colon what they said, rather than hearing the dialogue back and forth. So you, like you remove all the emotion from it because mm-hmm. it's not even written in a storytelling manner where it's like you understand like someone said this you know quickly or is yelling or anything. You just kind of like you're just reading this this transcript basically mm. of the, the the audio recording. Fascinating. And so like I can totally see how this experience would be. A drastically interpreted drastically different mm-hmm. reading it versus yeah. hearing the audio. And I guess like it com- like that also is true. That's true with a lot of like transcript things. Like that's true with whenever you try to like read a transcript of like an interview with a with yeah. a director or something like that. It's like it, and that's not a way different experience than reading like the someone write an article. Of it. Write an article, yeah, yeah, about like their interview. Right. You know? It's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, like most books like goes in reverse. They write the book and then they do the audiobook. And it's generally like the same same thing. Yeah, yeah. So you would like you don't really lose a lot going from one to the other. Yeah. Unless it's something like I enjoy things where it's like the author if they're a good reader, you know, or it's like a reads famous, it themselves. Or if it's a famous person, yeah, reads it yeah. themselves. You know, like yeah. um so Especially when it's like autobiographies, I, lo- I love listening to, the, to people 
read their own autobiographies, even if mm-hmm. they aren't great readers then. Mm-hmm. Like I just like hearing them tell their own stories. Right. Um, so it was interesting. You know, it's just interesting the way that happened. I also... Um, uh, I guess it's also kind of like reading a screenplay too. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, it, you know, nothing is... The, the emotion is on the on the film and like as you read it you could potentially infer other other emotions or other like deliveries or performances out of it um which is like you know the amazing thing about film and stuff because it's like you take what's on this script and and interpret it with through the lens of like the cinematographer the director and then the person the actor delivering right. the like the dialogue so right. yeah it's fascinating Chris. Um, it's in reverse I'm trying to trying to think of the, oh uh, no there's there's totally things i've done um, oh, I, so I think we had pre-recorded stuff last time, right? Yes. Yeah. So I did see, uh, won't you be my neighbor? Is yeah. That what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was another pick of the week. Yeah. Um, and it was great. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so the, um, the thing. So like that one was like, a, you were sweating that is, one out. Like, this is, not this, a, this is good. This you is know? not a spoiler. Uh, but it's, it's more like just kind of, this is the perspective that the, the stories hold through. So it's really interesting because it's based off of. Uh, a writer who did a profile for um, Mr. Rogers for, uh, oh man, I think it's Esquire or GQ, one mm-hmm. of the two, Esquire maybe, uh, for their like man, uh, man of the year at some point and like his interactions specifically with Mr. Rogers. So it's, it's less a like, it's not just like focused just on Mr. Rogers and his life. It's focused on like this person who was profiling him, his experiences with him. Cool. Which is really cool and interesting way to like to yeah. do a a movie like this and tell someone's story. It was really mm-hmm. cool. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um and so it's I saw that. That was cool. Um Modern Warfare has dropped their battle pass. The season one, yeah. Season one battle pass. So I've I've uh, been playing that a little bit. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I dig it. Did, and you, you also uh, started one of my picks of the week from oh, like yeah. a couple weeks ago, and maybe a previous pick of the week. <laughs> I may have picked that that same thing twice. Um, the book, uh, Star Wars book, Resistance Reborn. You yeah. started the audio book. I started the audio book. You've been on this great. audio book because you've been driving a lot, obviously. Travel. Yes. Well, and then this is the other thing too. Like I, uh, I have a tendency to start a lot of books and then not finish them, and largely I think it's because of time or like you know just like if I'm if I do have time to sit down, I'm usually not like picking up the book to read. So I'm like, well, let me just like do these audiobooks. Yeah. Which I, I have listened to several audiobooks this week or this year, but I've been more on an audiobook kick lately. Yeah. Uh, but the guy reading it's great. It's, it's like, it's one of those things that's like fully, you know, has all the sound effects and that's awesome. And music, Star Wars music. And the I guy reading it does all the voices. That's great. Um, which is a little like his. His old Leia voice is a little creepy. Yeah, uh, but it's fine. It's like kind of it's like creepy Leia. <laughs> <laughs> like this is Leia, but as a vampire. Yeah, well, he's, you know, well, you're he's, like, he's, what? He's, he's kind of like it's. Kinda, oh, I can't even do it. But it's kind of like so you do this and like it's like this. That's weird, like, like like that's that. I feel like I that's know. not that's not the general Leia no. that we know. That but that voice that's specifically, like, yeah. Is is the one that throws me off, but mm-hmm. the rest of them, like Ray's yeah. voice, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Poe's voice is almost dead on sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's all. It's always mm-hmm. like it's always like a, a hair off. Yeah, but but eventually you, your mind just like gets like gets by it for sure. Old Leia is the only one that like gets yeah. me like 
just throws me off a little. And uh, that makes sense, like, I, because <laughs> I, I kind of wish it also makes sense because, like, we've been listening to like Carrie Fisher right. for our entire lives, yes. you know. And so it's like I know what, like, I can envision what Carrie Fisher's voice sounds and like, to me. and I can envision it, what can. Carrie Fisher, like, yeah. you know, back in the original trilogy, Carrie Fisher, and then I like I distinctly can like think of her voice in the new movies, uh-huh. and it's like. Yeah, it's yeah. You can't replicate it, so it feels like he just went like, just completely to the other. Where it's yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to replicate this, so let's just do completely like old lady yeah. kind of. But it is cool, like you know, whenever it, you know, uh, like if one of the droids, like if BB-8 beeps, you hear like BB-8 That's and cool. stuff, you know, and like um, whenever they're clicking on the, you know, like they're trying to dial in a radio transmission, you hear them doing That's it, cool. like all the ships going by. It's really cool. It's really that. awesome. Like I, uh, it makes me want to. Uh, listen to more of the Star Wars books. Yeah. So I started looking back at like, okay, do they, do they do this for everything? At least all the recent ones they do. Yeah. So like, I really want to listen to a lot of them. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to give give the audiobook a shot then. That's that's great. I would almost like, man, and I know it's so much more expensive. Like, I would love it if they had like a full voice cast for all oh, this stuff. Dude, I mean, it's just, but that's just like so much work and so much, so expensive to do. The best person that I've ever heard do voices on a audiobook was is uh, Jim Dale doing the Harry Potter series, mm. and it's literally like he like he's consistent from book one all the way through the end, and like he started these like was doing the audiobooks for these like along the way, so it's like. From for from whatever years that was, that oh, spanned, I see what you're saying. So he like, like yeah. maintained Harry's voice, maintains cool. Hermione's voice, and literally all what the way down do? to like down to like the uh, like Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, like all of the like the, all of the characters. He like what did he do as they got it. older? Did he change them at all? I mean, he basically like you know just like he wasn't like, trying to make him like a kid, but he like had a voice for them early on. Yeah. So I think they had like that same voice. Like I don't know if he really made them deeper or anything. He might have. Or like if like because they went for through puberty. Yeah, that's right. And they would have in the books too. Yeah, I don't know that he necessarily tried to make them sound like little children or whatever like that in the yeah. first book, like a ten year old kid. Like okay. that's a hard one, yeah. you know, for uh, an, uh, an yeah. adult person. Please, if, please if you, let me have some more. You mentioned <laughs> creepy Leia. It might have been like creepy in because everyone's a ten year old in that. That first book, right. you know, right. save for the uh, the handful of teachers. Yeah. So <laughs> it might have been just a really weird like. But yeah, yeah the, uh, the he does a great job with it. Like I said, it's, it maintains like hundreds of characters and distinct voices for those hundreds of characters yeah, over the course of like, like more than a decade. Like I would lose track of them. Uh huh. And I can't imagine that like he must have like been like, okay, can you play back for me like w- like last book whenever I did Harry? Yeah. Or last book whenever I did like you know some obscure character like the one of the Weasley twins or whatever. Yes. So yeah, it's it's interesting, but really good. <laughs> um, there's also there's different audiobook versions of that as well, but the Jim Dale one's my favorite. So because I think they had uh, Stephen Fry do it as well. Like there's a Stephen Fry version of the Harry Potter books. It's like nah, just I can't. I like Stephen Fry. He so does like, a lot I of what's things, on the, like here. Let me Jim look, Dale. What's on Audible? The one. I think it's Jim Dale. I think they might actually have both. Why there two? There. Why there two versions? I have no idea. That's a good question, Chris. What? what? There did there, okay. So it used to be that um, the American version was like the St- Stephen Fry, like and and uh, the uh, the Jim Dale was the like UK version, and then now it's just the Jim Dale version is is ubiquitous. It's pretty much the one. Um, Why would they have done that though? No idea. I mean, maybe they were just like, oh, Stephen Fry, he's popular in the U.S., right? Jim Dale know. is the one on Audible. Yeah, that's the good one. That's the good one. Okay, it's awesome. So if you if you want to listen through the Harry Potter books, that's the one to do. That's strange, dude. It's, it's really weird because I remember I read I, like we started listening to these from like way back in the day before the movies were uh, over, before the book was over. 
Quidditch Through the Ages. Yeah? Is narrated it Narrated by Andrew Lincoln. Oh! Who was Rick on The Walking Dead. That's an interesting one. Probably in his British accent. Yeah, yeah. I would not assume. in his, not in his, like, uh, Georgia pretty, accent. That's you pretty know? wild. That'll but be Harry fun. Potter, A History of Magic. Oh, wait. The interesting thing about those is that they're, like, they have illustrations in them. So, like, as an audiobook, I don't know how you would, like, make it <laughs> worth it, right? I mean, well, that one's 11 hours and 39 <sighs> it's minutes. Gotta be, I mean, it's gotta be pretty dry, though. I would, I'm gonna have to check it out. Let's give is it a it listen. Just someone describing the pictures. This I don't is know. Around, this, a round looks, ball with wings. Yeah, it looks it's like has a, a gold tint to it. And it has a lion it's, for a head. You know, just <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, trying to see if there's anybody else I know in, in some of these. Natalie Dormer. Is that a name that I know? Sounds really familiar. She might. There's a lot of like, like Jim Dale. Like I wouldn't know his name, like other than the fact that he narrates like audiobooks yeah you know it's like he's not someone that we know but he's like a uh he's a british stage actor um and so his you know so what was the name you said michael fry was one of the names stephen fry oh stephen fry yeah hmm but interesting all right his version just like didn't didn't stand up to the test of time chris um but yeah we rented like we rented it from the library and there was the jim dale version right rented the next one from the library and it was stephen fry what on earth this is not right that would throw me off it's like this is no i can't do this and so like then you we went back and they were like oh that we just gave you the the other version of it here's the jim (laughs) dale version it's like okay anyway but yeah audiobooks chris i i in this this vast amount of time have basically just been like uh, I finished a Star Wars book, play the the that one, the mm. Star yeah. Wars Resistance, Resistance Reborn. Reborn. Really good, enjoyed it. Then uh, I picked up another Star Wars book, is about um, Hera and uh, and Kanan. Oh yeah, from Rebels. Dawn. Really yep. good uh, so far. I'm not. So that's not, one of those books done. I got like halfway through and haven't finished. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, I appreciate like the like the consistency of like man, I can like hear these characters saying these things. Like it all feels exactly right, which is the same thing as like Resistance Reborn. Like where it's like oh, I can hear Poe saying yeah, this. Yeah, like I can hear like Poe's dialogue's pretty good. And so I'm through the first two chapters. Yep. Uh, there was a couple that were Lays and Rays is almost kind of like, yeah, this that that seems odd. It, f- it felt a little off. Like a yeah. few times with Ray, I was like, this feels a little like yeah. a little like, off from her character. I don't know if I would hear her saying um, that. And, and it's not really what she's saying; it's how she's saying it. It's how she's saying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I thought that Finn was was well, like well done. Like he right. he feels you know pretty much pretty much accurate to everything. Oh, I haven't there, gotten so. to him yet. It's interesting, like who plays big roles in it. Like who's who are the main players throughout that book? And I appreciated a lot, like how it all shakes out as far as like sets up the the like next movie where it's like what or where do we go if there's only a dozen people in the uh, in the resistance? Where do we go from here? So and now at the end of it, I I'm like oh. Okay, I can see, I can see where how this connects those dots. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious how they connect those dots within the actual movie for people who didn't read the you know supplemental novel. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I've been, I finished that, read the other book, played some video games. Been just, not nothing new, just uh, just doing doing the the same stuff. Uh, this week, I updated my rig. I mentioned that you know on the, on the podcast like last time that I was been looking was looking for some deals on uh on some some software, some plugins and stuff for Pro Tools, and uh, definitely got got what I was looking for. And I've updated this rig. I'm keeping my eye on it pretty closely this time because it's uh sorry sorry stopped once stopped once. I and it was like oh we'll see, but yeah. All right. Did well, you notice uh, when it stopped, listener? If you did. Tell me where. I don't know. Just tweet at me. Yeah. Just a time code. Because I bet you don't know. Um. <laughs> because we're that good. 
it's it's easy to be that good whenever uh, whenever you can edit it in post. It's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, later we're going to talk about the uh, the movie trailers. But first. The news, Chris. We have some like bummer news, and we have some exciting news. Let's start with the bummer news, and then I'll finish the the exciting news. I appreciate I appreciate that 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 setup. Chris, here's an article that I'm gonna read from from Polygon. All right. And to set this up, everyone knows that one of your favorite games is Firewatch. Yep. And I played it earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, I can't remember. Something like that. Um, and it's a fantastic game. Yes. It's also like one of my most memorable game experiences of the last decade. So good. I think we have a review somewhere you can go listen to. Whenever we talk about the like, games of the last decade that like made an impact on us or whatever, this one's on there. Totally. Like, it'll be on there for me. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Yep. A lot of reasons, Chris. So this news. <laughs> Firewatch team's next game is on hold no. as, as it works on other Valve projects. No. Campo Santo, who is the, the developer. So Campo Santo team is working on Half-Life, no. Alex, Dota Underworld, or Underlords, and other projects <sighs> for now. So it, the, the, uh, does it go into who they got bought by? So they got bought, bought by Valve, what, a yeah. year ago? Yeah. Uh, it was like a year and a half ago. It was, right, it, was about, it was a few months after they debuted the game that we're talking about here, yeah. which is called uh, In the Valley of Gods, yeah. which they debuted at the uh, 2017 um game awards it would, and it looks fantastic almost two years ago to the day it looks so good yeah. it's got this cool song in it yeah and it looked like everything i want in a video game set in uh 1920s egypt yep there uh with two explorers mm-hmm. it's, doing it's, something yeah they're out there exploring they're trouncing around all over the uh the pyramids looked like yeah anyway uh, to continue the article, in 2017, Firewatch developer Campo Santo unveiled In the Valley of Gods, a promising-looking first-person adventure set in Egypt. The following year, Valve, the maker of Counter-Strike, Steam, Dota 2, and Half-Life, uh, snapped up Campo Santo. Some Firewatch fans worried that Campo Santo had been swallowed by a company notorious for not shipping games. Yeah, I was also one of those people. Uh, just last month, Firewatch fans freaked out a little bit, uh, more when multiple Campo Santo developers had, who had joined Valve removed any mention of in the Valley of Gods from their Twitter bios. It was a worrying sign, but then Valve announced Half-Life Alex, a VR only prequel to Half-Life 2. Several Campo Santo developers were confirmed to be working on the project. Still the fate of in the Valley of Gods was uncertain, but no longer. Campo Santo co-founder Jake Rodkin confirms that in the Valley of the uh, in the Valley of Gods, I keep wanting to put a the, the in there. Yeah, I know. Uh, but in the Valley of Gods, development is on hold, but not outright canceled. In a statement to Polygon, Rodkin says that former Campo Santo developers are busy working on not just Half Life Alex, but Dota Underlords, Steam, and other Valve projects as well. I love that Steam is just like it's we're just working on Steam. Uh, here's his full statement. Quote, to fans looking forward to In the Valley of Gods, it's probably clear that the optimistic 2019 at the end of the announcement trailer isn't going to be accurate. In the end, Valve time makes fools of us all. But yes, 
Developers from the former Campo Santo team have joined other projects at Valve, including Half-Life Alex. As you can imagine, our experience in the first-person adventure genre is pretty relevant. You hear a lot of about how at Valve you can work on what you want. It turns out that that's true, and there's a lot of work available. As we integrate ourselves into Valve, it became clear that there was a lot of valuable work to be done on Half-Life Alex. Some of us, starting started lending a hand. He says starting lending a hand, but that's improper English. So it's some of us started lending a hand and have since become full-time on the project as it approaches launch. Similarly, some ex-Campo Santos are working on Dota Underlords, some are on Steam, and so on. So to answer your question as of today, In the Valley of God's development is on hold, but it certainly feels like a project people can, can and may return to. And when that happens, we'll find an exciting way to let fans know. Half-Life Alex is scheduled to be released on Steam March 2020. In the Valley of God's release date on Steam is now listed as TBD. So, that's the end of that story. So, it's on hold and everything. Um, it's a bummer, man. I was super bummed whenever I read this. And then to add, like, to throw, like, salt into some of the wound, one of the, the, one of the writers, one of the many writers, I'm sure, um, but one of the writers on In the Valley of Gods, who's a contract employee at Campo Santo, tweeted out the, the story uh, and then a bunch of other information about, like, kind of what they were looking at. Um, this is from Duncan Fife at Duncan Fife. And it starts off, and he says, if I've seemed eager to find work in video games lately, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed to be done with a game that I really cared about. Uh, it says, I'm excited for my colleagues who are on to work on great new projects, but I was only ever a contract writer on In the Valley of Gods and won't be moving on to anything else at Valve. And he says, I want to talk about in, in Valley of Gods a little bit because it's unlikely that I'll get to work on it again. And he says that he started working at uh, Campo Santo on Firewatch six years ago and he did a lot of stuff for like the background kind of information and story there. But he says uh, that... He spent so much time with the 19th century maps, guidebooks, cartouche uh, diagrams, and tomb plans. These and excavation reports, finding out creative solutions to narrative problems. Where could a player go? What could they see? What could they do? And I tra really wanted the 1929 edition of Egypt travel guide that uh, Thomas Pynchon used to write or whatever. And so he found a PDF on it, but it was locked behind a paywall of a private Lovecraft enthusiast forum. And so I had to pretend I was a Lovecraft devotee who was designing a Call of Cthulhu RPG <laughs> module in his spare time in order to get access to it. Oh my gosh. Um, he says... By the way, if you're making a Lovecraft-inspired video game and you're hiring, I'm a devotee of the Lovecraft mythos and <laughs> <laughs> pitches himself towards that because we had to find out a lot about it. Um, okay, so he says he went to an Egyptologist conference at the British Museum and learned so much about how stories ab about ancient Egypt can only be told responsibly in an acknowledgement of a political context. And he talks about how, like, all of this, this huge thread about, like, all of this information about, like, the context of it, about how, like, the game was going to fit in with some of this stuff. It's just a fascinating read. And as, at the end of this, this massive thread, which I'm not going to read all of, I was just left with this feeling of, like, man, it is a bummer that this, like, that won't play, like, it's not going to be the same game whenever they pick it back up. Well, it might be. Like it won't have him on it, but hopefully, it's true. It's hopefully his work. His work he's will put still. into it. It's true. Is there? My 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 biggest question. You should send that to me. Yeah, yeah. if you could. By the way, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my biggest 
question though is like, why buy Campo Santo mm-hmm. if you're not going to finish the game that they're working on? And, 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 and it's even, it's different. It's different from canceling the game because like canceling the game, you like, hey, we don't like we're not liking what we're seeing. Um, we need you to work on something else. Yeah, that's not what's happened. No. They basically broke the company apart, mm-hmm. and they're all working on different things now. Yeah, within, within Valve, which is like that's. Just hire people then. Don't buy a, a whole a, studio. a great studio. Yeah, that has already announced a, a promising that has game. A, a, yeah, and like killed it with Firewatch and then just break them off in other things. I, I know you uh, It's just the worst. That's the thing it's about just, like... It's a cor- very corporate thing to do where it's like, hey, we want all this great talent in right. our games, so let's buy them right. and put them over there. Right. And that's the thing about like Firewatch that was fascinating was like, that clearly... And the amount of research that he details in there, it's like, clearly this is a studio that like prides themselves oh, on like yeah. knowing the ins and outs of something. And it's like the, the, the time in which they placed Firewatch as well as the location, as well as like the different aspects of like the different radio things and the towers and like, what can you see and where can you get to? And yeah. all of these things like play into this large narrative and they all are, are very integral to that narrative well the thing that i love like so one of the things i loved yes is is and i think one of the things that makes firewatch so good is because of the attention to to detail that they put into the game yeah Uh, and they're very like proud of that fact so like i started playing through it again Mm -hmm. with um uh the commentary on developer commentary yeah and it's like a commentary to a movie where yeah. you're talking about creative decisions and why they did this and all this kind of stuff. Like, and that you just like you get that for some like big AAA games, not mm-hmm. usually for like a smaller like right. indie game like this, right? Um, and but you can just like see and hear like the the care that they um, put into making sure things that need to be accurate were accurate, mm-hmm. or why they made certain creative decisions. And to take that kind of special developer, yeah. And just like studio and yep. rip them apart. Yeah. Uh, just to serve the the <laughs> and, the mission of your like massive company. Right. It's well, just seeing I hate it. And I it's hate like it. I see like the fact that like, hey, we're you know, the talent that, that they have can be applied to other projects that you're like working on or whatever. And I get that. I get wanting to acquire that and absorb it. But it's like in order to do that at the cost of that team putting out Not their piece anymore. of art, right? It's like, it's like, you know what? I really like what you're doing, Da Vinci, but you know what? I've got, I've got this other painting over here that I want you to like, and taking them away from the, something that they are invested in already and pulling them into a thousand different areas. Yeah. Um, and it's less like they, they, I keep, we keep saying like tore them apart or like pulled them apart. It's less like that. It's more like they absorbed them into these other aspects, other businesses, essentially. Like it's like people who are working on a artistic video game are now like working on Steam. It's like, mm. I, well, and that and that's it's like the it back end of like, Steam, the programming and there's, end of Steam. There's a, there's a certain level of me like it's like okay, well, you know, if I was on the the Campo Santo team mm-hmm. and then we got absorbed by Valve and all of a sudden I was like, hey, you know what I really want to do? I'd really love to go work over on on Steam. Yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah, okay, like I, I'm all for self. So determining your own destiny. And so if that's what they really want to do, cool. Right. But it seems like there's people like this guy Mm -hmm. and like, I'm sure they could have found, they could have found somebody to work on this game. Yeah. If they really wanted to finish it. Right. Right. To me, this just shows like, cause Valve has, it's not like they're running out of money. Yeah. Like, and if they're sending this guy to like conferences all over the place (laughs) and and he's a contractor, like those are even like more expensive than, than full-time employees. Yeah. Like, they they were obviously like willing to invest in it at mm-hmm. some point. So then it makes me be like, well, 
what, did they just decide like they don't want to fit it? Well, they're not canceling it. No. Like it's on but, hold. But it's in the same way that they haven't canceled Half-Life 3. That's true. You know, like I mean, they say the Polygon writer of the article says it there. It's like they're they're known for not finishing games, like not putting out any new games. Like it's they're they're a developer or an, and publisher that like just doesn't put out games. Um, they oh, put dude, out like they put out it. a game and they keep updating it. it. And it, oh man, it's just like it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a uh, like that one was the the bu- big bummer news. And again, like as I read through this, like the, the essentially what was the the research and writing for the backstory of like these elements, it's is the same thing as like whenever you look at the the first game, where like all of this information that they researched and looked up, yeah. it all played into it. It all plays into that narrative, and yeah. all plays into like why it feels so immersive and why you feel like, hey, I'm I maybe am not in like. Exp- inhabiting this person but i'm watching this person and controlling this person as they may, like go about their life and make weird decisions and bad decisions that i don't agree with that i wouldn't have made the same ones but it's like it's so believable yeah. and you're like this is a like this could be a real person and a yeah. real like place and that's the kind of research that you need in order to make that work and i know that like i'm not saying the other video games don't do that kind of research like you, you you play something like red dead and you're like holy oh, cow yeah. you're like they've geez. done like all of their homework, you well, know? And like you know, Battlefront. It's like they're scanning, like uh-huh. you know, the actual, uh, the actual like props, yes, stuff like that. Yeah, you know? so like, so I like, I get it, and I know that like I get that the like, games don't ship. It's just like there's, it's just something. It's just it's weird the way mm-hmm. it happened because uh-huh. it just got absorbed into in a valve and yeah. like broken apart to where there's like there's just no one left to work on this game basically everyone's gone and valve is probably not willing to pour like n- pull people off of other projects to work on this or to staff it back up i guess for I don't a small know. indie game you i don't know? know yeah for like for something that you know doesn't have the payoff of even well even half-life i don't know this is going to have a huge payoff because it's vr yeah so it's like how you know it's the best possible scenario because it is a pre-existing ip that people have been clamoring for a new entry in but you're right like you're already limited by the just the number of vr units there are like that's the max amount that you can possibly sell and you're only going to sell to a percentage of those because only a percentage of those people will care yeah so yeah you're already like you're talking about a niche within a niche within a niche so it's very odd um, no, dude, but it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it is a. Bu- it's just a bummer, you know. But you know, it leaves a good taste in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Un- what? Unless you have something else to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Let's do this. Phil Spencer this week <laughs> tweeted out, actually, uh, on yesterday, which uh, so whenever you're here in the Wednesday, Phil says, and it started this week. I brought my Project Scarlet console home, and it's becoming my primary console. Oh gosh. Playing my games, connecting to the community, and yes. Using my Elite Series con- Series Two controller, having a blast. Great work by the team. Twenty twenty is going to be an incredible year. Friggin' love Phil Spencer, man. Just teasing us. He's like, he's like, hey guys, I'm playing it. He's like, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I'm over watching here. it right now. None of Probably this nonsense. Sent that tweet from it. Actually, yeah, I don't none know. of this nonsense about leaking like photos of development kits and stuff. Like, have you seen those about the PlayStation? Like, it looks oh, like yeah. a big V or like you know something like that, like a Cylon. Yeah, head well, or something. I, guess, I guess actually that's a great that's a great point. Like, I wonder if he has like. If it's really a dev kit, or if it's like the the final like, like the, final the model, final bo- like, I don't know. Is it in the like the same casing the, the final version is going to be That's in? A good question, Chris. I, guess, I, I bet you, whenever they reveal it, if we actually see it, then mm-hmm. then um, then he probably, he probably is because didn't didn't yeah. we not see the final like version of the Xbox One whenever they announced it the first time? Correct. Like we didn't see anything. We basically just like got like hey, not, here's not some the details. X, but the other one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. original one. Yeah. Back in the day before Phil was a uh, was like right. you know head of Xbox or whatever. 
if, yeah. if if we do see it, he's probably he probably is. Like we would have people testing out the final like model. Yeah. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, it's so gonna, just give it to us now, Phil. Gonna be the same. Like it's gonna be like a, a box, you know. It's, well, I mean, it's not yeah. gonna be. It's, but I still like to see what it looks like. <laughs> Agreed. Like you know, things can look just like a like your DVR player yeah. or whatever. Like your uh, your cable I mean, box like, looks terrible. Like satellite boxes iPhones, look terrible. But, but like you know, but I want to see if it, you know if it how many cameras it has in the back and like all the things you know. By the time we get to like an iPhone twenty, we're gonna have like fourteen. cameras. Oh, totally. In the back. Yeah, it's gonna be like full three D <laughs> camera stuff. Back there, <laughs> just like you Some can't, kind of like holographic can't touch projector. the phone without touching a, a camera lens. Yeah. It's know? like the whole thing's just a blinding light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's yeah, gonna dude. be like they're gonna be like um, uh, batons that you use in races, like a uh, oh, I see, like, you, a big, like a yeah, like a, 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 like cylinder, a, a big cylinder, cylinder with a screen like, on it. Yeah, with, of course. The whole thing's like just a giant cameras, camera, you know, with a screen. <laughs> Doing like the 3D camera, like the, the VR camera, the 3D camera, like that's not. I mean, it's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Just your phone inside of a big ball of cameras. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm excited about this. Phil Spencer uh, has it at his house. It's his primary console. So that means like it's running to that. Like it's, it's, it's rolling. Actually, this is the thing, man. Let's see what he's playing. I do wonder about, he mentions specifically the elite two controller. It makes me wonder, is it possible that the elite two controller is packaged with this thing? Oh man. Um, cause I've been uh, wondering, cause no. they, they have said before that all of your peripherals will, will carry over right? It will. and the elite two controller just released. They're not, I mean, it's got, it's not going to be the, because this is why yeah. they can't, they can't come out with a, another, uh, console that costs over $400. You're right. You're like right. this. And so they're not going to package the elite two controller cause most people don't need the elite. Two I controller. feel like it'll probably cost $500 if I was going to put, think put so. a finger. Cause like, that's how much the Xbox one launched at. That's how much the Xbox one X launched at. I think that's different though. Like the one had the connect built in. You're right. The one X was seen as a uh, premium version of the one because yep. of the time they came out with the S and that was the $400 console. Yeah. 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 You're right. I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, yeah. I, I did, did wonder that. Cause like you're going to release a, a uh, an Xbox console, Xbox Scarlet, they're going to re- release this thing. It's either going to have like an update to the base level controller, which is still not going to be quite as good as the, uh, as the elite two necessarily, but it's going to be an update or they release with the, you know, the elite two. Um, I, I kind of, I'm, I don't think they'll probably release with the elite two. You're probably right there. Um, cause they'll, they'll want to keep the cost down, but I definitely hope and think it'll probably be an updated Xbox one controller. Cause like the Xbox one controller, like the, the normal baseline controller right now is so nice. Like it's super comfy. Like it's so much better than the, the Xbox 360, so much better than the PlayStation controller for me. Anyway, for my hands, it's more comfortable to play with. Um, but yeah. So right now, I wonder if they could do some literally updates. a day ago. He, Phil, was playing Halo Reach, which mm. is a new and an update to That's the Master right. Chief Collection. That's right. He's playing Halo Reach one day ago on his Xbox Scarlet console. Boom. Is he still playing Destiny, I wonder? Like, because uh, for a while there, he was so into uh, Destiny. Looks like, like, Destiny uh, 1, he was like Two days ago, into. he was playing Borderlands 3. Okay. So he's he's moved on from the Destiny train a little so bit. F- six, three days ago. That's cool. Which that would have been before... So, so the other thing is he's probably yeah. also test like playing on X cloud some, you know, so you, oh, yeah. totally like, so, so it's either X cloud or it's the Scarlet. So both of those are new technologies. So, uh, looks like he's playing. What is this? 
River Bond. I don't know what that is. Interesting. Um, is I was it trying, free games with gold or something? Was, uh, who knows? Uh, I was trying to see if he'd been playing like uh, what's the new Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons or something like mm, that. That'd, that'd be, be fun. Pre- that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes, that's the news. All right, John. Yes. So we're talking about two trailers right two now. Two trailers. Which one do you want to dive into first? And we blew, we blew, we both blew my mind. Yeah, like. Um, okay, so if uh, you want, if you want to have a good, like, you know, what, six, seven minutes? Yep. Just watch both of those trailers I back mean, to back. Why are you listening to us talk about them if you haven't seen them? <laughs> That's right. Go I'm watch. not going to describe it to you. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes we we, we do a watch along. Yeah, sometimes we do the watch along thing, which we probably sh- should have done. We probably should have done, maybe. But I would I wouldn't have wanted to talk during those. No, so no, fine. we would just watch them and then. Um, so go watch uh, Black Widow. That's right. And No Time to Die. Yep. Those trailers. And then we'll be here when you return. H- have you returned? Are you, come back. Are, are you back? Please come back. All right, we're, we're back. back. <laughs> uh, okay, so Black Widow. That's right. This, uh, uh, gr- granted, it hasn't happened yet. We yeah. haven't seen it. No, we haven't okay? seen it's it. It's just the trailer. Just the trailer. Just based on the trailer, this is what Winter Soldier should have been. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and based on, on this, it like, it, it takes the best parts of like a Winter Soldier and like puts them into like, I'm more excited about this than I ever was for Winter Soldier. Oh man, yeah. And I feel like I look at this and it's I from get a spy movie. I get just those like perspective, right? And I get those vibes from it though, like the the more like action heavy things where you're like, oh, this is like an action heavy spy movie. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it thing. definitely feels like. Um, I mean, it, I, I get I get different vibes. I get both. Uh, born uh, Jason Bourne, yeah, vibes from it. I get some of that hand James Bond combat. vibes from it. I don't really get Mission Impossible vibes from it, which is no. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Mission Impossible. It's hard to like. It's hard to get like to to hone in on that exact because it's so much tied to like Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's just and, a like, balance of like yeah. action and like oh man, man Fallout so good. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> different franchise. Different I mean, franchise. Spy movies are, one, and this is why I'm so hard on Winter Soldier. Spy movies are one of my favorite like. Um, genres. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like a subgenre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think it's a genre, isn't it? I mean, I would say it's it's a, it's a subgenre of like an action movie or something like that. But I guess they don't have to be action. I know they don't. You're right. You're right. They don't have to be action. <laughs> think you're right, Chris. They're their own thing. Yeah. Uh, so spy movie. I love them. And um, both these movies. I, I think it's interesting that both these movies <laughs> drop trailers. Yeah. Around the same time. Yeah. And. They're both like the same kind of like vibe, and they're both fantastic. They're like both, like they're fantastic trailers. They really so, like get me excited. Looks like Black Widow. Uh, looks like is set. Well, there was a couple of different things that we yeah. we pulled up online. If you want to pull up that article, just so we yeah. can kind of look at it. Uh, I think this is from Insider or something like that. I believe so. I'm gonna uh, pull it back and, up. And uh, so it's like it's kind of like ten things you may have missed while watching the Black Widow trailer. You can kind of search for it or something like that. Um, if you want to Insider, yeah, see what we're talking about. Is there an author? Um, I'm getting so many ads it's that it's hard co- to tell. It's a faceless corporation. That's right. Has, has written this article. No one gets credit, Chris. AI. A computer somewhere. Uh, so uh, Kristen Acuna. Okay. It's, uh, it's set. It looks like, well, there's different, different clues. It's, it's definitely set um, before uh, the most recent Avengers movies. Right. So definitely obviously. like definitely set before yeah. like Endgame. Yeah. Well, and, and set before it, probably Infinity probably War. Probably Infinity War. It looks like they're they're referencing things that happened um, uh, before Avengers one that they yeah. talked about in yeah, Avengers yeah. one. So one of the shots is Budapest. Yeah. Uh, is is of Budapest, and so it's like and they mentioned Budapest. Right. Yeah. In Hawkeye Avengers 1. and uh, and. Black Widow. And Black Widow mention 
Budapest in Avengers. Yeah. And so that makes me wonder, like, we didn't see Hawkeye in this. Is Hawkeye in this movie? Like, I don't know. Like, that'd be a weird, you know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. That would be to, awesome. It would be if interesting can, to deal with Budapest dude, without actually telling us what happened between them in Budapest. If they are. I've always said, like, that's what I want is a... Team up? Uh, yeah, Black Widow, because those are my favorite um, Those are my favorite Hawkeye comics. Yeah. With uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow yeah. together. And if they can keep it on the down low where he just, like, shows up at some point. Yeah. Kind of like, you know... Pull like, Matt uh, Damon? Pull Matt Damon. Well, I won't tell you what movie Matt Damon. <laughs> what movie isn't he in, Chris? What? Uh, that's true. <laughs> he's actually in two movies where he just shows up out of nowhere. I, I mean, can think of off the top of my head. It's it's a joke now. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. Because, like, he, then ever, he showed up in another one as a joke. If I ever make a movie, Matt Damon's going to show up in it. He better show up. Um, and so uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. But even if it doesn't. Yeah. Budapest looks cool. Um, there's like this. Uh, oh, so we're gonna see a young General Ross. Young General Ross, which I which thought was interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, it looks like uh, yeah, we see uh, a ballerina, the same ballerina flashback that uh, Scarlet Witch causes her to have t- in Age of Ultron. In Age of Ultron. Yeah. We see that same scene here. Yeah, it's like same it, shot. It's the it's, same. It's the same exact footage. Right. It's just it's colored just differently. Lit differently, like a little bit. Like yeah. it feels like they've they processed it a little bit yeah. differently. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see that. Uh, what does that one say? I can't remember. So this one was talking about like when it would take place, oh, but it, yeah. and we already talked a little bit about that. Yep. Um, looks like the, you know, her, oh, her there's inner, like stormtrooper armor. Yeah, her snowsuit or it whatever. It looks freaking amazing. It's homage to a comic. Yeah, well, she looks exactly like uh, something out of Star Wars. That's right. But dude, uh, that looked amazing too because she does the flip as she comes down. Oh yeah. my gosh, dude. I know. So, so cool. Yeah, it looks insane. Um, And then there's the, uh, her sister in there. Oh, her sister. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, um, it's what, not a. She, she's not her actual name? Who play, What's the dude's name who plays oh, Hopper? Uh, I mean, I just know him as Hopper. You know? Yeah, Hopper. <laughs> no, it's David Harbor. Oh, yeah, da- okay, David Harper. Uh, he's Hopper in Stranger Things. He yeah. is. Is it? Is the, it the is Russian Captain version Ru- of isn't, Captain isn't, America? Isn't it Captain Russia? Uh, I don't know what it is. Who knows what it is? In this? The Red Guardian. The Red Guardian is okay. the actual character name. All right, but it's it's basically Captain America from Russia. Right, like, right, right. He's yeah, yeah. he's I guess her dad. It seems like. Or like the her the, the the father figure in this family of misfit yeah, ballerinas in that group like I don't in know. in the group of assassins sure ballerina you know, assassins he's like he's like the you know feels like he plays the role of their dad or yeah. something you know because he he says like oh the um, family's all back together ballet you know? interesting it's a great tie in to the beginning of this episode okay we played story of the year that's right uh, story of the year. Uh, took ballet lessons, nice, so that they could move around on stage better together. They did do a lot of moving around on stage. They, did, they threw guitars they everywhere. Threw guitars. Things are I, they, <clears throat> things are very choreographed for a rock band. It was stunning to it watch. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, if but, you if you ever want to like watch a rock band do like weird like choreography like that like is is amazing rock stuff, but also very choreographed. Check out Story of the Year's uh, live concert. They yes. have a good live DVD. Yes. From back in the day, uh, well, on it's YouTube live somewhere. In yeah, that's right. It's in St. Louis. In St. Louis, back in our stomping grounds at the pageant. Um, yeah, so much like the uh, much like story of the year, used ballet to up their rock and roll game. That's right. It's assassins uh, too. Yes, uh, these assassins have used ballet to up their assassin. I feel game. like there's a, a number of sports uh, people that have done the same, like basketball yes, players totally. and uh, football players. Like get that yeah. footwork, you know. Maybe done, it'll up our that. podcast game, dude. Maybe it would. Like, I mean, if if we're being honest, like that's you know that's probably the that's most likely here. thing. That's what's missing from this. I mean, that's like that's really what people have been wanting. Like, yes. whenever we whenever we do take the ballet classes, people yeah. are going to be like, "This is I can I notice immediately. I can tell. I can tell. Yep. 
Um, we saw Taskmaster, which, if I'm being fair, like I, I like the design of, but it basically just looks like a like a, a suited black so Taskmaster suit. is, is uh, in a mask there. What if it ends up being Hawkeye? Oh, goodness. He does have a uh, the, the bow or whatever. Yep. Um, that would be interesting. It would be intriguing if that was uh, if that ended up being it. Because we haven't heard his name. It's true. What if it's just uh, a masked Hawkeye that they're trying to keep secret right now? I mean that, that that's what I think is happening. I mean that's if that happens, Chris, I will high five you. Yes. In the middle of the movie, you oh, know, okay. just high five. Yes. Um, but that is that is a really interesting thought. That, like, what if he is was in a past life is Taskmaster? Oh, it's oh. Like, like as in like he is Kinda Taskmaster. Like how he went dark there for a minute. Well, hang on, spoilers. Well. Uh, Everybody knows Chris. A, yeah. He went dark there in in game for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, definitely, you know, kind of like the darkest timeline yeah. style thing. Um but yeah, like I feel like that would be a a good a good look at like hey, his backstory and why he's potentially in Budapest. Yeah. Um but yeah, Taskmaster, I, like I said, I, I I wish the design was a little bit more like striking. Yeah. Cuz it's like it passed me by in the trailer the first time I was like, "Wait a second. Was that somebody who was important or was that just yeah. like a, a minion. I really hope I, it just looks so good. I really it hope does. this is just like a a super cool, you know, born esque kind mm-hmm. of movie. There were some things in that trailer where I was just like, I was stunned. I mean, obviously, I was like, Bourne's this not is amazing. like skydiving, right? You know, that's the part that makes it look more like. Uh, not even, I guess that is that's kind of Mission Impossible. <laughs> that's definitely that feels, <laughs> feels more like Mission Impossible, but like it, it also feels like marvel you know it totally, feels like this 100%. is like you know there's like oh man like now we're falling in there, for no you know, usually there's not humor in james bond that's right to the extent that we saw in that trailer it's true that's so true. yeah i i hmm, that's a great point i hope it's not too humorous humorous yeah i know it will be because it's marvel yeah it will have but those. it can't like so black widow traditionally is not a funny character no she's, she has very dry humor sarcastic humor right right but not uh like openly goofy well i even think like whenever she tells a joke for the first time uh tony stark is like did you just tell a joke yeah you know it's yeah. like and, and it was like a surprise or Which, whatever so uh, that so so there's that and like if this is the dude who like is supposed to have like raised them and he's all goofy and then she somehow ended up like yeah i don't mind if he, i don't mind necessarily if he's goofy because it's like you know you have the element of like uh child assassins or like whatever I know, it's like but that's like, a little you know I, I feel like that's not the kind of guy that would raise child assassins maybe you're right chris maybe you're right <laughs> so we'll see we'll have to see um i also wonder if like if it's a situation where like oh maybe after she was out of like the the assassin work the kgb like that's whenever this was the family or maybe. whatever you yeah know, it's pick possible. up pieces somehow with that group um but we'll find out we'll find out what they what they choose to tell us yeah um, I'm very excited for this. This appears to be like this is always the Black Widow movie that I've always wanted. Like where it looks like that right now. This is the first trailer that I would have wanted, you know, back in the day or whatever. And I do appreciate that they're setting this in a time that it's not chronological. It's appropriate, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not chronological. I also think this is the first like non chronological movie for uh, Marvel that we've had, aside from like the origin story of Captain America or whatever, but yeah. like that still like pushed the, pushed the, the, the ongoing Marvel soap opera kind of plot forward. So it's I like, mean, it'll be interesting to see how does this play in and how, how do people receive I'm sure something it will that's not somehow. in that. Like we've talked about that before. Like it, it, it will be weird if this doesn't play into phase True. four or whatever we're in yeah, somehow, yeah. like the culmination of it or like one of the TV shows. That's what's interesting moving sure. forward is like, 
is there another like 10 year plan? Mm-hmm. Well, they've already said that we're not going to do 10 year plan. We might do smaller arcs is what they've said. Right. So like, is, but is, how does this relate to it? Yeah. How does it, how does it fit in with that overall plan? And that's the thing, like if from what we're looking at, it's like, you know, oh, if people go see this and they, they love it or whatever, we can, it opens up a lot of holes back in the past uh totally. for for the the movies to investigate potentially bringing back to back characters that like oh aren't around anymore aren't as active or too old or like whatever you know it can potentially like open up the door to bring back other characters yeah. so dude i'm amped for it what's the the next movie chris we're going to talk about is no time to die yes that's the one i couldn't the remember the next james bond movie which, james bond 25 that's right uh man like uh so it's very like it's really vague like what they're talking about here, but this definitely relates to uh uh Skyfall um and Spectre. Inspector, yeah. Um and so it looks great. The vibe looks great. It looks like this is set many years after Spectre. It seems like he's been in retirement for a while because like people are like surprised that he's back. Yeah, he's like, Where is he? And, you know, and, and he's not on an island somewhere. So, what's, what's, what's a little like grading to me, it's like they've been making jokes about how he's old for like three movies now. I'm like, They made jokes that he was old in the first movie, Daniel man. Daniel Craig's not that old. Like the whole entire concept for no. the very first movie, the very first one. Uh, with Daniel Craig, yeah, with Daniel Craig was that he was like it was outdated technology, right? Like he was like, oh, you're you're not the new technology. You're a, a blunt instrument. I think is the way they what they call him. He's fifty one. Means that when we started this thing, he was like in his forties. I, I would get it if if you know, yeah, or late thirties. I would get it if if James if uh, he like if he was like eighty three. Yeah. yeah, you know, at that point, yeah. yeah, go ahead, make fun of the fact that he's old. It's also funny that like we haven't even like I feel like. <laughs> what up old man in, in Mission Impossible we haven't even broached the subject that like Tom Cruise is old yeah how, hey, let me see how, how old Tom Cruise is um, <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise is, is well, old but Tom doesn't Tom doesn't age no he's, he doesn't he's, he's gonna right. remain young forever <laughs> that's right he's uh he's never gonna die um let's well okay why does it not say they've hit, hidden his age like he's uh he oh here it is uh, <laughs> he's he's gone into like <laughs> edit Wikipedia every time rubbed it from the internet he like gets an alert every time somebody adds it to Wikipedia no one knows when he was born <laughs> edits it out yeah fifty seven it's like he's he's almost sixty yeah like he's he's older and, yeah he's that's older still not real that's still old. not oil but it's like at the same time like they like they don't make it a major plot point in the, that series no. that he's like outdated Be- again, or old or anything think, you know will they ever. No, because like it's it's a weird it's thing Tom to do. Yeah. I mean, just in general, like people who like anyway. I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> I, we'll I see. Feel, I feel like somebody who doesn't, you know, you, a super spy walks into the room and you don't go, dude, you're old. You yeah. know, like that's no. it's just weird. You know, yeah, it's, it is it's weird. a strange it's like, thing to like, continue to harp on with the series. <laughs> Wrinkle bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like particularly strange whenever like it's it's Daniel Craig and you're just like. Grandpa 007 over here doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he, he. I don't know. It's all senile. <laughs> it's like this is this is this is the, the really the plot like or the, uh, the the underlying like thing that you want to yeah. go with for the majority of the franchise. It's Just, fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why Daniel Craig he's been like, I'm not going to do another one. He's going to make <laughs> fun of me the whole time, he guys. Gets fed up about them it. calling him old. Stop making fun of me at my age. Because at the first movie, they like were like, oh, you're outdated technology. Yeah, I don't remember. I, 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 I don't remember that really. Like I just like anyway. I, I know for sure in like starting with Skyfall. Yeah, they've been like well, Skyfall. It. it was like it was a major thing. 
Um, okay. Because I think so even at the like, the trailer, let's we're dwelling yeah, yeah. on the, like okay. the most minuscule piece of this trailer. You're correct. You're correct. Um, Looks fantastic. Yeah, man. like there's this section where like he's uh, or someone's riding this motorbike up these like oh, this gosh, ramp, the so stairs. Cool. There's like this these machine guns that come out the front of a uh, one of his car, which I guess this this kind of like seems like the most gadgety, mm-hmm. maybe like kind of almost uh, Pierce Brosnan esque type <laughs> Bond movie for Daniel Craig because well, most of the time they've been pretty grounded in reality, right? And uh, this is very like spy gadgety. Yeah, and I think like that's like part of the the playfulness of the franchise that like they haven't necessarily re embraced completely. No, and like the fact that like each movie it escalates it just a little bit more, you know. Yeah. And, I do appreciate that. It's not, not like we didn't like come out on the very first one with Daniel Craig with the the guns coming out of the front of the thing. Right. But like at the, this point, you're like, why not? Yeah. Totally. You know, it's we we've had four movies of it being pretty darn grounded. Why yeah. not pull out the machine guns in the uh, in the engine again? The cinematography. Where are they keeping, the, are they keeping the, the like those like those fifty cows, man? Where are they keeping all the, of that ammunition spies, in that dude. car? They're spies. Uh, the the <laughs> it's cinemat- a tiny car. The cinematography looks great. Yeah. Um, it, like from the plot, it just it honestly just looks like he's he's been in, re- in retirement for a while, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, for some some reason, he need they need him again. Something happens, and he comes back. He's got to work with his old love interest, and like that ended Rocky, uh, and that's all we know. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like right. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That's uh, really like that's it. You know, you see the villain um, from uh, from from Spectre. Spoiler, no. but people, what? if they've seen the trailer, we, we told yeah. them to watch the trailer. So um, yeah, this, I, th- I feel like it just looks great. Yeah, it looks great. I I'm very in. I also like Bond Bond movies and like so this this Bond franchise just in general has like a look to it. That is so nice. It's just pleasant to to see. Like you freeze any of those frames, and you're like, "This is just pleasant to look at," you yeah. know. Let's so see the cinematographer is. I I very much enjoy the uh, yeah the cinematography of this this series. Um, similar to the way like you know a uh, a Marvel movie, for instance, like you can you can Linus tell Sand- what a Marvel movie Sandgren. is. Um, he also did First Man. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, La La Land cinematography, American Hustle. These are great looking movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything else of note? But yeah, that's, I mean, they just have like a, a vibe to them. Whenever you like see them visually, you're like, "This is this yeah. is stunning." Yeah, um, I'm very I'm very excited. So, yeah, we will review both these movies when it comes out. I'm they very come out. pumped to review both of these movies, Chris. Yes, I am too. We don't have to wait that long. Next year. Well, what when next year? So I think the first one's like early next year. Like we have, uh, I think they're both like early May? next year, like March or May or something. Let me find out. Let me let me look just to be sure. Bond was a summer movie last time. Yeah. No, wait. Hang on. Uh, no, it it wasn't because we saw it. Didi and I watched Bond Spectre. It came out while we didn't actually review it on this podcast. No, we didn't because it came out while we were um, in California for the Avengers Run Disney Run back in mm. 2016. Or was it no 15? No six. When was that? Uh, 2016, I believe. No. So that was the yeah. fall. So that was, we weren't there, and we were there in the fall, right? Yeah, we were there in like August or something like that. Yeah, we were there definitely in October, I believe, October. Like early October. Oh, October. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's when. Uh, so it came out last. It came out. Uh, that means Spectre came out in the fall. <laughs> so we've got Black Widow coming out May first. Okay. But before that, Ooh. No Time to Die comes out April eighth. So separated by about a month. So we're very close to both of these movies, man. We're within like six months of these movies. Super cool. I'm very pumped. It's great. 
All right. Well, this has been a long podcast. Just over an hour. Just over an hour. I think we, we dialed it in pretty good. We did. Yeah. It's good. Uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com. Oh, wait. Next week. What are we doing? Uh, we just, we just we've mapped this. it all out. The next month, we mapped oh, out like over over dinner. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna let me look. Let me look. Oh, next week, we probably are talking about the game, the awards. game awards. This is the yes. only one that was up nope. in the air. We'll look, we'll, we're gonna talk about the game awards. Okay, okay. Because either it's you and me, or it's me and someone else. Perfect. Yes. I love that. Uh, or just me. I'm down. <laughs> or just or just me. The solo podcast. We haven't had to do it yet. No. You know, but the solo podcast might have to happen. It, it at might happen. We'll see. I'll, it uh, might I'll, happen. I'll send out some. <laughs> Well, just let me know as soon as possible. No, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, and then the week after that, we're going to be reviewing Star Wars. Do you? Can you believe mm. that? Like, it's two weeks away, man. No, it's crazy. Two weeks away. I need to finish. This is what I wanted to do, man. I wanted to finish um, Resistance Reborn. Resistance Reborn. Uh, keep up with The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to watch uh, the last like few episodes of Rebels again. Mm. Just to kind of prepare myself for like how that all ended. Yeah. That's right. So, my goodness. I mean, it's possible. You've got the audiobook, so you are limited to time on the audiobook. I've got the audiobook, but I can speed it up. <laughs> oh, goodness. I can't imagine. What does a, what is a, uh, what does a TIE fighter sound like flying by your head in two times speed? I know. That's the only thing I was thinking of whenever I was listening to it. I'm like, he's taking his time with this and their sound effects. I'm like, this is probably, and it's like an 11 hour listen. Yeah. It's, like, if I was actually reading it, yeah. it'd probably be like, what, like an eight hour book? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, it took me like a week to finish it. Yeah, and if so, I was just read for a couple hours, like an hour and a half every night or something. Yeah. So, so. Maybe, so yeah seven or eight at yeah, that point it wasn't it wasn't much so anyway i don't know uh but that being said I, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to finish all this stuff i dig it i'm excited there's man. another book out we, uh, called what force collector yeah it's yeah not a pretty cool force collector is really cool it's a young adult uh novel and uh i read like the first couple chapters of it, it looks really interesting and nice i i am very interested in what's it, in that it book it sound like it hooked you in the first couple <sighs> it chapters. did it did hook me but i'm interested in what's in it because like the setup for it is that there's the, it's a kid on like a planet on the outer rim and whenever he touches things he has force visions of Ooh, their past weird kind of like um, ray and the lightsaber exactly like ray and the lightsaber Hmm. And then he wakes up afterwards, like on the floor or whatever. Wait, it, like zaps him. Yeah, it, like hurts him. You know, oh <laughs> like causes causes physical trauma, um, as well as the uh, just knowing these things. So like, but he's like hunting I down. Feel like I wouldn't be able to touch anything. He's trying to like. Well, yeah, he wears gloves. It's like King Midas. He's trying. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but but with like when, rather than turning things to gold, which is a benefit to almost everyone. Well, unless it's your child. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, you're right. You could, you could turn people to. That's terrible. Yeah, man, it was a, that was the whole thing, right? It was that's a blessing right. but a curse. Yeah, it was a blessing and a curse. I thought. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is also a blessing wait, and a curse. Or wait, who? Which one was the king with the no clothes? That was not King Midas. King Midas was oh, okay. the, is my King Midas is the Midas touch. <laughs> the king with no clothes is literally, I think that Just that fable is no called codes. the 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 emperor or the king's new clothes or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're mixing completely these these fables Chris, yes I need, I need to refresh my but refresh you're my correct fables. that it is a blessing and a curse to have like touch <laughs> touch objects that like potentially at any point could send you into some sort of the past a vision of the past but it, in the first chapter or whatever he encounters like a stormtrooper helmet that uh sends him to uh the death star or whatever <laughs> so what he just randomly finds this thing well like like he, he seeks them out because he's trying to like across he, space like he's just trying to like uh touch he, anything that like oh. a jedi potentially like would have oh. touched and, like oh. because it's he wants to like he's like oh this is like a jedi power or something like that and uh is trying to figure that out so i it seems like a very so there's two like, things very specific skill it does designed just to uh sh- to tell you this menage yep of 
of random stories. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing that I'm wondering is like, what's in those stories? Like, is it yeah. gonna is it gonna tie in? Because it is Are a you tie keep in. It? Um, I don't know. Like that's I, I I don't know if I have much time. It if is I part do, of the journey to the rise of Skywalker. That's true, and it's not very long. But uh, but yeah, it's it again. I I wonder what's in it because it's like depending on what's in it, I could be very very happy with this book. Are you saying that we have a spoiler? <sighs> yeah, I'm saying that. What if it like sets <laughs> something up that like we see because like the oh, last yeah. thing in in the the two chapters that I read or whatever was mm-hmm. it's like oh here's this thing. It belongs to someone who's a member of the First Order. Oh, no. And that's where, like, the, I, I was, this is just the sample it's like, it's on, like, whatever. That's where it ended. Oh. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, buy the book to continue reading. And I was like, ah, I'm very intrigued by this. I think you should buy that book. I mean, it seems like I probably need to because I have if I, thought if about it. If I wasn't it. trying to make it through Resistance Reborn, I would totally buy that book. I've thought about it numerous times, so I probably will buy it. But yeah. uh, but it's kind of one of those where I'm like, I could be just, this could be the first book in Wait. a while, Chris, that I buy and I'm disappointed. Wait in. till about like 2.30 a.m. one night and in your uh, your late night stupor. Yeah, that's right. Just uh, going on a buying spree. I mean, sometimes that happens. And purchase an $11 Kindle book. <laughs> Whenever Des was like first born or whatever, like, and like we were getting like absolutely no sleep. Yeah. Um, Things would sometimes just show up as from Amazon or whatever, like, and, and it would be like, it'd be like, oh, did you buy this? I'd be like, I don't know. Did you buy this? No, I don't remember. You know, it's like, because like with One Touch, like Amazon One Touch or whatever, you literally are just anytime there's one button press away from buying something. Yeah. So you know, luckily I, uh, nothing, I, was, nothing, I, nothing was nothing. Nothing was ridiculously expensive. I to buy things late at night. Uh, I bought like a random FMV game last night. That's awesome. It looks pretty cool. I mean, now are you going to play that FMV? Yeah, I show, yeah. I'll, I mean, I I will. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it wasn't you know something that I was going to play right then. Mm, for I some you. reason, I just bought it. You're just and, like, oh, this yeah, looks cool. Like, oh, this looks cool. Download. I the, I'm waiting for sales to happen for potentially buying like Oberdin or something like that on my Switch or whatever. I have a, I have a friend the other night who uh, he kind of does the same thing, and he in the middle of the night uh, uh, <laughs> dropped a uh, a pre order reservation down on the Cybertruck. <laughs> It was apparently a hundred dollar like refundable, yeah, yeah. like deposit, and so just randomly put it on. He was like, "Well, I don't know. By the time I get the chance to buy it in like a year and a half, I might want it." Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's how those okay. cars. That's how those cars work. Is like you put them on pre order. You know, this, we're talking about if you don't know, like the the, the Tesla, the Tesla cars. Truck. Yeah, yeah. But like whenever. Whenever you pre-order it or whatever, you get put on like you a big a list. Deposit down, yeah. Yeah, you put it like a small you get the opportunity to buy it. A small deposit down, and then like if you get it back, like if you like go, oh no, I need need that money or I want to get it back. Like you can get back, but you're out of the line at that point or whatever. Right. So yeah, that's how there was a lot of people that I remember like whenever they were doing the four door sedan like uh, a few years back. A lot of people that I knew put like were like I reserved one because I don't know if I want it. <laughs> I'm like well well. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. So like I, I put $1,000 down because I didn't know if I wanted this thing it's or like not. If you don't I may want it. Want you, it. you probably don't. And I was like, well, if you don't know right now, like, don't. I don't know. I mean, you know. Wait till you want it. But I guess the, like the, the other thing is, it's like it only costs a thousand dollars to not have to decide I think, I today. Think it's, I think it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's FOMO you know? and indecision. Totally. It's like I I, don't, I can spend a hundred dollars and delay this decision to later. Right. And that's fine. You know, it's like if that's worth it to you, great. I love it. Yeah. I do that sometimes with other things. I like, do it without, I'm going to delay this decision. I'm going to make the true. small decision here to delay the decision for tomorrow. I did that with Doom 2. Yeah? I initially uh, pre-ordered the uh, big collector's edition. 
Nice. And then canceled it right before it didn't come out this year. Yeah, so. <laughs> right before it didn't come out. I wonder if they went ahead and manufactured the majority of that. Like, if it was already pretty much already like, there. if, I don't if there's some warehouse me, somewhere with a bunch of helmets. I wish I hadn't helmets. canceled it because I still want that helmet, but it's fine. It is a pretty cool helmet. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. We're way off the rails. We're right. talking for another 10 minutes. That's right. Uh, next week. It's a bonus 10 minutes yep, is what we we'll call it. So next week, uh, we're talking, what do we say we're talking about? Like, oh, next week is the Game Awards. Game Awards. We got after that is uh, Rise of, or uh, not Rise, there is uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. We got after that, Jumanji. Yep. We got after that, uh, our top movies, games, TV, comics of the decade, guys. Of the guys. decade, decade. Man. We're finishing the decade. The decade. We can finish a lot of other things too. We can finish the year within that too. Or we can finish the century. We could. We could. Yeah. <laughs> like the century though, that would be like if it was like okay. it's like of all like that's like of known entertainment like right. But also we're talking about like that would what we start our centuries on the twenty. You know, like, oh, that's you know, true. Twenty twenty is the century. True. Now we'll do decade. I feel like decade. Decade. You know? You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250 and johnwright777 at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.